Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freak. Welcome into yet another Sunday night in the Speed Freak Nation. Yes, you Freak Nation, you guys make this possible for us. You know, just hanging out on Twitter at Speed Freaks, at Speed Freaks on Facebook, at Speed Freaks Radio on Instagram, which we never use. But hey, if you want to join us there, feel free. I'm Crash Gladys. Yes, we are missing a voice tonight. Statman's here. He's joining us. He's not missing. You there? I am here waiting eagerly. For the start of the IndyCar race tomorrow morning that was rained out in Alabama this afternoon. (laughs) You sound like Forrest Gump in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, IndyCar did not, well, they got off today, only 23 laps. So, yes, we will talk to James Hinchcliffe. He's one of our guests joining us tonight, IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe. We will talk to him about the postponement and Something he said in his TV interview that has everybody talking right now, which I'm even shocked that everybody's talking about it because it's like, duh, this does happen. People just get used to it. James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver. He's joining us in just about 10 minutes. Top Fuel driver Brittany Force joining us in about 40 minutes. She got her first win on the season. NHRA driver, of course, down in Houston. And remember, she's the driver who had a pretty bad crash to kick off the season. So what a turnaround Brittany Force has had. We'll speak with her in about 40 minutes. Also on the show tonight, Supercross, Justin Barsha, another great story. What he has had to overcome mentally to get as strong as he is again on the Supercross 450 bike. Justin Barsha, that will be about 10 after our hour two, which is 810 Pacific, 1110 Eastern. And then we're going to wrap it up, Statman, with an interview that... You got last week at the Long Beach Grand Prix. I think he's known as Motorsports Superfan. Who's going to be on the show tonight? <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever done. Uh, Rodney Sandstorm. Rodney. Superfan. Rodney Sandstorm, uh, who became came out of the woodwork, emerged out of the ether, just like you would in uh, Star Trek or something. He emerged out of the ether in Daytona a couple of years ago when uh, they were racing, when Jeff Gordon showed up at Daytona, and uh, he just let himself be known. He just went all fanboy on Jeff Gordon. Rodney Sandstorm. And, you know, you can Google Rodney Sandstorm and see what he looks like. He typically wears a purple patched jacket has a bunch of racing patches on it got a nice wouldn't be a cowboy hat what what is the kind of hat that Rodney Sandstorm wears of course he's getting the sun protecting his eyes getting the sun out of his eyes as all race fans should and carries a camera Rodney Sandstorm very interesting motorsports fan you know that that as interesting as it is NASCAR invited him to Talladega now imagine a super fan. Wait, so wait, big wait. Hold on. That, this coming Talladega this week? The, this coming Talladega <laughs> this week. 
NASCAR invited him to Talladega for a special appearance. No fan has ever been treated that well. Rodney Sandstorm, remember that name. It'll live in infamy. Especially after you hear him wrapping up our show tonight at the end of hour two. (laughs) Woo, baby. Statman, you alluded to it a little bit. IndyCar getting rained out and... It's funny to see social media blow up with some topics that just for some reason seem to irk people. And some of the NASCAR superfans, Rodney Sandstorm aside, made comments on Twitter like, wait a minute, I thought IndyCars raced in the rain. I thought that's what you tried to promote your series as being so good at doing. Well, this was a little different today. You can't race on lakes. The water was puddling up so bad there were, I mean, they showed a scene of two geese swimming in part of the water. It was just, it was insane. I know we've got a super short amount of time before we go to our affiliates, but Statman, they made the right call, right? Oh, yeah, they made the right call, but who knows if, wait a minute, I got some idiot here. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're only live on national radio, it's all good. Yeah, right. Uh, they... They made the right call. It was dangerous. The track was dangerous. Cars were spinning out. Drivers had no control in certain uh, important parts of the track. They made the right call. It's just a matter of whether or not they waited long enough. It was getting dark. Everything was working against them. But everyone that you talked to always had this concern about what are we going to do with TV? And, you know, should TV be the ones controlling these races? You know, that's definitely something we need to get into. If not with Hinchcliffe, then right after we have him on with us. Because, yeah, what should be the controlling factor here? The tracks? The series? Or TV? Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This is a big old Sunday night in the Speed Freak Freak Nation. You guys are the members of the Freak Nation. Thank you very much for listening to us from Dallas up to Seattle over to Boston where Rob Gronkowski made a an interesting appearance at the Supercross race last night. Everywhere. Thank you guys for being a part of the Freak Nation. Did Check he get us out. <laughs> I don't think so, but I think he is the only guy six foot four who's ever donned a Supercross uni. <laughs> it was a little odd. Well, Travis is almost 6'4". Travis right. is, what, 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, yeah. Valid point. Check us out, speedfreaks.tv. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tires. You go to continentaltire.com to find the right tire for your righteous ride. How about sports car, sedan, SUV? Continental Tire, and that's at continentaltire.com, has the right tire for your ride. I'll just go ahead and do my Crash Gladys news and notes and start with NASCAR. And he did it. He was upset, sort of, when Kevin Harvick won three in a row earlier in the season. But now Kyle Busch is in that very same frame of mind as he won Saturday night in Richmond. And he did so from the 30-second starting position. That's the deepest in the field ever for a winner in Richmond. Christopher Bell took the Xfinity win. Supercross was also Saturday. Jason Anderson is still on top of the points. But Marvin Muskin is making every move he can to catch up to El Hombre, including taking the win in Boston last night. Zach Osborne, your winner in the 250 lights. Now, we will get into this a lot more in the show. Mother Nature won in Alabama today where IndyCar was set to race. 23 laps are officially in the books. Charlie Kimball, though, is officially out of the race. As of now, he's the only one completely out. Will Power remains to be seen. 
The race will resume tomorrow, Monday. Catch it on NBC Sports, noon Eastern time, 11 Central. Indy Lights, though, they did get off this weekend twice, in fact. Pato or Ward won both of them for Andretti Autosports. Yep, that's a name you need to be listening to, watching in the future of IndyCar. NHRA raced down in Houston, and Brittany Force, we're going to talk to her in just about 30 minutes. Brittany Force taking the win in top fuel. J.R. Todd in Funny Car, that's back-to-back wins for him. And his first Wally ever. Pro Stock winner, Matt Hartford. Wow, I, that's something that just, it's, I have a personal connection there because I covered Matt Hartford when he was doing sport compact drag racing. So cool. That guy's got chops. So cool to see him winning in the Big Boy Series. Coming up next, Mr. Peabody, IndyCar driver, James Hinchcliffe. Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Welcome back to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Speedfreaks.tv, that's the website. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, at Speed Freaks on Facebook. <laughs> Send us a message and, you know, hey, you know how to get a hold of us. On now, damn it, the IndyCar race had such an opportunity today with NASCAR racing last night. They had an opportunity to bring in all these new eyeballs, but you know what? They did because of guys like our next guest who just plain freaking tells it like it is. He's a dancer. You guys know him from his last week's scuba press conference, underwater press conference. James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver, joins us here in the Freak Nation. And James, wow, you had a revelation today, but let's let's first just get a little bit into the race and that crap mama nature with you guys. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's always nice and uh and pours all over us. But, hey, that's uh, that's the nature of the beast. I'm, I'm just excited for the fans out here in Alabama. We had so many people out here today, and they just got absolutely poured on. They stuck crowns to the bitter end until we eventually had to call it. So, it's, it's always, like I said, it's always a bummer when we can't get the race in. But, you know, I think we had to uh, let discretion get the better part of valor on, uh, on safety grounds on this one. But we'll knock it out tomorrow and hopefully put on a good show. Yes, Freak Nation, Monday, noon Eastern, 11 Central is when the IndyCars will be back. And it's going to be on NBC Sports again, right? It sure is. All right, so get to it. Just take a lunch break and watch IndyCar on a Monday. What's There's nothing better to do. Hinch, real quick, when Paul Tracy was in the booth today, after they called you guys in to pit lane, after those four laps behind the pace car, trying to get the race restarted, but then they called you back in because, as we saw, visibility was crap. Hydroplaning was a definite possibility. Paul Tracy was not happy with that decision, though, saying, hey, I've raced in in horrible rain before. This, to him, seemed like too much of a knee-jerk reaction. Now, I'm sure he's changed his tune after hearing all of you guys talk about just how bad it was out there, but he's kind of onto something that it was start-stop, start-stop, and that's that's odd for you guys as drivers, but also as a series. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's obviously not the the results that we wanted. All of us wanted to go out there and race and get the get the race in. And um, those conditions are fun. I mean, as, as challenging as they are, that's kind of what makes them fun. But the, for us, you know, when we were going there, we got to start out of the way amazingly, pretty cleanly. And uh, once we were into a bit of a rhythm, it wasn't too bad. We're we're running around at pace. We're keeping the uh, the track surface at least in the line that we're all using from getting too too puddly. But as soon as we had that caution for Charlie, we all slowed down. No one's running the speed anymore. The rain started even harder. The puddles got really bad. The spray just got horrendous. And on that first restart, I mean, you saw it. One of the guys that was up front had a clear view, lost it in a straight line, hit the wall. I nearly drove in the back of Scott. You know, I didn't even know he was there going slow. I just saw this red light go whizzing by me on the right. Thought either someone had a bad start or I'm about to hit the wall and turn one really hard because I've blown past the corner. And so it, at that point, you know, it is a bit dangerous. And um, I'm, I'm with Paul. I mean, I would have loved to have kept going and, and got the race got the race in today. But I, I think if we had made it through, you know, one lap, we all would have been spread out enough that we could have made the spray work. But it's that, that first couple corners, that first, you know, blast down the front straight, it literally was like driving through a car wash at 150 miles an hour. And that just is a recipe for disaster. Hmm. Well, you've done car washes before, though, Hinch. Let's be honest, at least – was it a car wash? What was a dog wash? I mean, you're used to this. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I was comfortable. I was at home. But I, I can understand why everybody else was a little, uh, a little un- unnerved. <laughs> now, Hinge, 
Okay, you were comfortable because you've put yourself through a dog wash before, but also last weekend it was awesome. You doing an underwater press conference before the Long Beach Grand Prix. So the obvious question here is, now that you've mastered all of these water things, do you carry your scuba gear in your IndyCar now in case you flood your seat like you did today? You know, it would have been a good move. I think if I had had some, uh, at least some arm floaties and some fins, I would have been a little bit faster. But uh, I've uh, I've left the scuba gear off the truck because I think it's bad luck if you bring it around. That's like inviting the ring to come. Ah, okay, I got gotcha. you. But still, though, that was your revelation today. What shocked me more than anything is, was this really the first time you've ever peed the seat as a driver? First time. What? First time, Crash. And that's the thing. I, part of me was proud that I'd gone like eight years of pro racing and never done it. But then the other side of me is like, man, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm not part of a very, very select club of like very accomplished racing drivers that not only have done it, but do it regularly. And so now I'm, while I'm proud that I've, I've reached this milestone in my career, don't get me wrong. It's not something I'm going to get into the habit of doing because I won't say it was the most pleasant experience I've ever had in a race car. Okay. So you say you're not going to get in the habit of it, but we'll wait and see if a race like the Indy 500 when you're stuck in your car for four some odd hours, if that ever goes into a nice rain delay where they hold you in the pit lane. Things can, things can change, man. Well, see, here's the good thing about ovals, though, is, like, they know we're not going to go back until the track's dry, dry. And True. so if it's raining, they usually pop us out of the cars. In this situation, they were, like, touch and go the whole time. And, man, I just wish they'd called it one lap sooner, and I would have been, <laughs> been free and clear. But, like, I was, I was holding it in so hard. It hurt so bad. My legs were shaking. And I was, like, hitting the throttle, and I didn't want to hit the throttle under caution, nearly spinning out. So, look, I can't drive this thing under the condition that I'm in. So there's no way I'm going to be able to race it under green. So let's just take care of it now. Nice and green. And then we went red. So I feel really bad for the guys. I feel bad for the dry cleaners. I feel bad for everybody involved in what, you know, whatever cleanup process goes into that whole situation. You know, no, don't feel bad for those people, at least not necessarily. Back in my day, we're talking to James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver, IndyCar phenom. This man, he acts better than than half the commercial actors out there. Catch him in the Honda commercials. Of course, we know he can dance and, well, scuba. and He does everything. James Hinchcliffe on with us in the Freak Nation right now. And don't feel bad necessarily because back when I started at least working in IndyCar, the mid-'90s, the drivers that I worked with then, they did this to rookie crew members. It was done on a normal occasion where they would pee in the seat, and then the rookie crew member at the beginning of the season would have to sit in because that's how you guys tow your cars back into the garages. And it was like, oh, hey, now welcome to the club. Yeah, that's pretty gross. And I did feel bad for the guy that, you know, my buddy Cole, he's uh, my crew for the last couple of years. He's the one that sits in the car and. I warned them. Here's the thing, though. All the guys, like, they were proud of me. They thought it was hilarious. So I didn't get, like, hated on too hard. And, man, it was a, it was a life-or-death situation. I told them. I was like, look, I did it for the good of the team. Right. You know, because if I, if I couldn't drive well and I made a mistake and crashed the car, everybody loses. So uh, they were actually, they were proud of me, proud that I finally, finally, you know, made it to that point in my career. Well, okay. I like hearing that, James Hinchcliffe. So no paybacks then. It's not like the crew is going to pee in your helmet or do something to pay you back. No paybacks, but there's definitely some members of the engineering staff and the commercial staff that are not going to let me live that down for a long time. 
I would, hey, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier. It's a badge of honor now. Get it? You're well, in the club, baby. Here's the thing. I got back to the motorhome after the race was canceled, got showered, got changed, pulled out my phone, and sitting in my inbox to my email, I kid you not, Crash, was an email from Drew Fustel, who is an astronaut yes! aboard the International <laughs> Space Station right now. I got an email from the friggin' space station saying, dude, I pee in my spacesuit all the time. <laughs> True story. I'm about to, I was about to tweet it before I called in. Okay, okay, get it out on Twitter you now, and obviously we'll retweet you. But got an actual guy, a, a spaceman, a guy in, yeah. in, 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 in outer space right now, at this very moment, circling the globe, not only watching the IndyCar race of Barber, saw that's totally fine. Alan Shepard did it. I do it. All the astronauts in between us do it. Did it. You're in good company. So I feel I'm really well. Actually, you have it much better than astronauts do because if they pee in their suit up in space, what what happens? It like little pee bubbles go all throughout the shuttle. That's weird. Well, he told me he told me they wear diapers, so it's a little more contained. But uh-huh. you know. James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, yeah, we've been talking. We had a lot of pee humor. You're in the club. You're in this. You're in luck. Okay, whatever. We're done with that now. But the other club that you are so amazing for being a part of is this whole Hockey Sticks for Humboldt. And I just want to – I saw that you actually have the entire IndyCar field that has autographed a couple of hockey sticks, you and your teammate Robert Wickens. And for people who aren't aware of the situation, please explain that and why you did this and how we can bid on them to help you guys raise money. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of the saddest stories of the year, no doubt. Um, yeah, up in Canada, up in Saskatchewan, it was a junior hockey team was traveling to a tournament, and their their bus was, was T-boned by a transport truck and uh, it killed over in the accident. You know, a lot of young kids aspired to go play hockey for a living, you know, and as, as kids that grew up traveling across the continent in a truck and trailer, going to go-kart races and junior car races, you know, it, we were there. Like, that could have been any one of us, you know, and um, obviously it, it hit uh, it hit the country really hard, and, you know, we uh, we had this campaign going, which was sticks out for Humboldt, and it was just kind of a way to honor all the fallen in the accident, and we, you know, Robbie and I were talking about, we came up with this idea of, of having sticks in Long Beach, and then we decided to get the whole starting field, uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix, to sign them at the driver intros and auction today. So uh, they're up on eBay. If you just go to either at Robert Wickens or at Hinchtown on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, we have links to the to the two sticks. We got two of them up for auction right now. Um, they're they're going to be up there for a week, so next Sunday we'll close it off. But they're up there. It's a great cause. The money's going to be going to the families of the victims of the uh, of the accident. So please log on at, at Hinchtown, at Robert Wickens on social media, and you can find the links there. And uh, like I said, it's for a great cause and a, a cool kind of unique little piece of uh, racing slash hockey memorabilia. Yeah, that's, that's pretty unique. I really liked that when you guys – put this effort together and one thing that i also found out about this whole hockey sticks for humboldt movement that you and many others are doing i didn't realize mario andretti was a big hockey guy he put two sticks outside his home in pennsylvania he did you know it just shows i mean uh, the sports community we're all we're all athletes we're all sportsmen and and uh we, we follow other sports we support other athletes and so you know something like this it just it hits everybody it's the whole you know sporting world and community and yeah, Mario was one of the first guys in the IndyCar, you know, community to uh, to kind of acknowledge it and, and put his sticks out his front door. So it was a very cool gesture from him. Yes. 
IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe. Yes, the IndyCar race was rain postponed today in Alabama, so catch it tomorrow on your lunch break. Noon Eastern, 11 Central. You can catch this guy and the rest, well, almost the rest of the field, everybody except for Charlie Kimball, I believe. James, real quick before we let you go, you are going to a timed finish, it looks like, tomorrow, 75 minutes. Basically, all strategies that you had planned coming into the race today are gone. How do you approach tomorrow? Yeah, everything goes out the window. I mean, honestly, Crash, we got to wake up in the morning and kind of see what the conditions are here. Uh, it's supposed to be getting better all night and even throughout the day. So uh, hopefully it's a fully dry track when we start and we can kind of just pick up where we should have left off sort of thing on, you know, Saturday or whatever. Um, obviously, we got a couple laps uh, in the books. A couple guys already had problems. But everyone, for the most part, is just sort of shaking out where uh, where they were going to and We'll have to kind of just assess the conditions in the morning, decide what, what route we want to take with the car. Are we going kind of half-wet, half-dry setup in case we get a little bit of both? Do you commit to full-dry? or It's uh, a lot of questions still to be answered that we won't be able to do until uh, until we get up tomorrow. Are you so jonesing for Indy, seriously? It's getting close. We're pretty excited about it. It's, uh, it's. I feel like as soon as January 1st hits over, everybody's already kind of like, all right, so Indy, May, when's that coming? You know, And uh, we're coming off three in a row here. So the last thing we really wanted was uh, was a delay at the end of a three in a row trip. But um, we get back, we're going to be on track at Indy actually next week, just uh, making up for a test that got rained out a couple weeks ago. So we're excited to just get back on the oval and uh, and get the month of May started. James Hinchcliffe, catch him tomorrow. NBC Sports, the resuming part of the IndyCar race. And then, yes, we're talking about the month of May. Do not miss this guy, both the road course and the Indy 500 on Memorial Day weekend. James Hinchcliffe, thank you for everything you do, from charity stuff to funny stuff. Never, ever stop your funny answers on TV. Much appreciated. Thanks so much, Cash. Appreciate it. Mr. Peabody. Yep, James Hinchcliffe, P to C today. Hey, it's not <laughs> as bad, though, Statman, as Tony Stewart when he pooped in his fire suit up at Sonoma. <laughs> That was pretty ugly, but he, at least he had the <laughs> the uh, temerity to run into the uh, hauler and change before he talked to the media. <laughs> that was pretty good. You know, he he took he took everybody else's feelings into account that time. Well, just follow. I'm sure you are already. Just follow James Hinchcliffe on Twitter at Hinchtown is his Twitter handle, and you'll start seeing some of the responses that people have been giving him ever since he revealed that he peed his fire suit today in the middle of the rain out or the rain postponement. And one including Holly Weldon, sister of Dan Weldon, former IndyCar driver, who I guess after the 2011 Indy 500 win admitted to peeing in his suit, and then she realized she took his fire suit from him. There was the spilled milk from winning the big race. There was champagne. There was pee. There was sweat. And she said, yeah, you get that combination together, it's not very fun. Yeah, the sports car drivers we've had uh, conversations with, they told us that when they, uh, the next driver, when they change drivers at a pit stop, the guy will just fall into the seat and splash. It'll be so bad. So, so bad. <laughs> at least they don't change drivers in IndyCar. Yeah, right. Right. Well, they do let their, as Hinchcliffe alluded to, his poor friend Cole, who is his crew guy that it sits in the oh, car yeah, right after has him. To, yeah, has to. The crew guy <laughs> gets it sometimes, you know, but the crew guys, they get paid for that. We've got a really short segment coming up next, but we're going to get back to this rain delay with IndyCar and who really controls the calls such as what was made today, postponing the race to Monday. Is it TV? Is it the series? Is it the actual track? That and more with Statman and myself 
next on Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. I scattered about this a year ago, and this week it appears to be a reality. Global Rallycross Championship has canceled its 2018 season for now. A cloud of uncertainty has fallen over GRC. A lengthy, well-reported piece in Zlotnik this week laid out a long thread of lawsuits and emails involving GRC and competing teams and sponsors. Go read it if you care about Rallycross in North America. Stepping into the vacuum will be the America's Rallycross Championship championship organized by IMG, the same people who run the World Championship. The America Series will comprise four events in 2018. The first will be at Silverstone in May. There'll be another at Three Rivers in Canada the first weekend in August. And there'll be an event at Coda the last weekend in September. The fourth event will be announced. As for GRC, well, you can expect the lawyers to step in as stewards for now. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 1-888-983-3890. That's 1-888-983-3890. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 1-888-983-3890 for your free case evaluation. That's 1-888-983-3890. 1-888-983-3890. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text LIKE to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys... 
She'll like the difference, too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text LIKE to 42424. That's L-I-K-E to 42424. Welcome back to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Songs like this remind me of high school. Let's bring it back yeah. to the 80s. Oh, oh, what? What are you laughing at, Statman? <laughs> I'm just laughing. You have high school memories like everybody else. That's cool. <laughs> oh, dude. I, oof, yeah. High school was fun. I know some kids just either don't like or don't have a good experience in high school or middle school. But, man, I just... There's something about it. Those are the friendships I still have. I mean, granted, I have some of my college friends as well, but the ones that I'm so tight with are my high school friends. I dug those four years big time. Loved high school. That's, you know, a lot of people, like you said, they they don't have experience. I have some people. We had a very small class. I went to a private school, and when we just had our reunion, we tried, some people said, don't ever remind, don't tell me about that school. I don't ever want to see those people right. again. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Whoever we are, whoever we are, we were made that. I don't care who's listening, you and I, we were made that through people in high school. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I was thinking you were going to go with little Lady Gaga, like we were born that way, but no, no. I see what you mean. We were made yeah. that way because of how we developed and how we reacted yep. to things through our high school lives. Yeah, hmm. yep. people we met, things we learned experiences we had, people that we rejected or accepted into our lives, whoever we are now, we were made that through high school. Yeah, a little psychology and speed freaks on a Sunday night. Yeah, you never can tell where, what's going to happen in the freak nation. <laughs> right. Well, I was made to be an IndyCar fan, made to be a motorsports fan, even way before high school, same as you, Statman. So IndyCar, though, today, and I know we've only got a couple minutes here, but IndyCar today... Are you sensing it was more of a TV reason to completely postpone the race to Monday because of how bad the puddling was on the racetrack? I think that was the beginning of it. Uh, but once it started raining after that second red flag, uh, then it was dangerous. But they, they this morning, they did announce that they were going to move the race up a half hour. Oh, I they could have moved it up more than that, but they had a live TV time they had to meet. So television had an impact all over the decision to start the race, when to finish it, to continue running as long as they could. Television was all over it. And are you, basically, I think you're convincing me that when it comes to huge decisions like this, TV pretty much has the upper hand over the series, over the actual venue. I think they have the upper hand. Uh, they, they're, when safety is concerned, I don't think they have the upper ah, hand right. over safety. If it's not safe, then nobody wants to see a race if it's not safe. But I think television, short of that, television has all. They paid millions upon millions of dollars for the right to show the thing, and that's what keeps the series viable. So, yeah, television has a, a big impact as long as it's not a safety issue. Can we just be honest, though? Can you imagine if this was an ESPN race 
There was a lot of humor that NBC Sports was able to fill in the downtime with driver segments that, I mean, a lot of funny stuff. And can you imagine if that was ESPN, how they just don't seem to go outside that box? Well, ESPN has got a very strange reality in their world right now because they've lost 12, more than 12 million subscribers in the last five years at 775 a piece a month. So that's a huge amount of money that they've lost and commitments they've made to college football, NBA basketball, Monday night football. They're hemorrhaging money and they got to figure out what to do. So humor is not is not job one in Bristol these days. They're just not happy at all right yeah. now. Yeah, humor is exactly. an afterthought. Well, NHRA raced this weekend, and, well, she started off the season with a massive crash, but she was in winner circle today. Brittany Force joining us next, Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. 
So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Welcome back to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Speedfreaks.tv, that's the website. If you miss any of these interviews tonight, James Hinchcliffe, Brittany Force, Ryan Beat, check out the website because everything is podcasted as soon as we're done. Again, speedfreaks.tv. Brittany Force joining us now. Winner, winner, chicken dinner in Houston for NHRA. And Brittany, it's funny, before we went live here, talking to you off mic during the commercial break, it's like, I swear, I thought you had already won a couple times this year. Your name is always in the run. Thank goodness we finally got a win, so I can cross that off now. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a big win for us. It's the first win of the season, and our team's kind of been up and down and all over the place this season. So it was a big one for us. Um, we brought out a new car this weekend, um, and we seemed to like it. It went down the track. We were number one Friday night, went to number two, and won the race. So the team's very happy with the new car. Brittany Force, you went in Houston. You got a busy schedule, not enough time to test, yet you bring in a new car on a track like Houston where it's hot and humid and there's no telling who's going to win the thing. That's a lot of bravery. For sure, but we didn't have any time. You know, I mean, coming from Pomona, we wrecked our brand new car of the season um, that was supposed to carry us all season long. And, uh, you know, we, we, we wrecked the thing and, and had to start over from scratch. Um, from Pomona, so we just got the. I, I've been running uh, the last few races. I've been running my my car from last season, my 2017 car. Oh. So we've been building a new car. Um, I spent last my my off weekend last weekend in Indy getting fitted for the thing, and we got it out here. And you know the the scary part is, yeah, we don't get to go test it. And um, for me as a driver, I like to test the car. Um, you know, I like to work my way down the track just because every car feels a little different. No car is exactly the same. And uh, we didn't we didn't get a test. Um, our testing was Q1 and Q2. And, you know, luckily um, we made some good runs and, and you know, stole the show, show today. So uh, we're pretty pumped on it. So maybe, Brittany Forrest, now that you've shown you don't necessarily need to have practice time behind the wheel with a brand new car, maybe now you don't need to go out and test a, a bunch in the off season. Ha ha. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it, it, I mean, it's been a lot of work for this monster team, these guys, um, you know, the fab shop guys that had to hustle and build a new car. Um, you know, it's been a lot of work, so it definitely makes, uh, you know, winning today, it makes it that much better. Funny car winner from Houston in the NHRA series, Brittany Force joining us here on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And you are a very methodical driver, and I that can only help, whether it's behind the wheel, in the shop, your schedule, just anything. How has how have you been able to really focus in on race weekends themselves, let alone the entire season? You know, it's um, it's just finding that that zone on race day. Um, yeah, you practice on you know qualifying Q1, Q2, um, you know Friday qualifying, Saturday. You, you try to get in the zone, but there's nothing like race day. There's just a whole other vibe. There's a whole other feeling that comes with it, and it's about you know shutting off all the thoughts in your head, all the everything you're thinking about and you're saying to yourself, shutting it off, going up there and focusing on that Christmas tree, staring straight down that groove and turning on wind lights. Okay. 
Easier said than done, though, because you guys with John Force <laughs> Racing are amazing with your fans. And we've seen you on race day still with rounds to go and you're signing autographs and smiling and taking pictures. And that I mean, that's a lot of back and forth for your mind to really get Thank refocused. You. It's amazing. Thank you. But that actually going out and spending some time with the fans, they will motivate you before, you know, going into the second round, going into the final round, whatever it is. And if you, you're coming off a bad run and you're not feeling it, they'll bring you right back up to the top. So sometimes pulling yourself away, hanging out with the fans, um, it's helpful for me, especially on race day. You took down some pretty big names today, Brittany Force, and getting the win. Which one was the toughest in all four rounds? I mean, there was, I mean, they were all tough, um, you know, Schumacher, Coletta, uh, Terry McMillan in the final, none of them are easy. I mean, every time we pulled up there, we knew we had to bring it. We had to make sure we get our car down there and, you know, try to get that wind light on. So there was, you know, there, I wouldn't pick one over the other. They were all tough. You've been doing this several years now, Brittany Force, and you're champion for crying out loud. Amazing stuff that you've accomplished. Are there, like Doug Kalitta, when you come up to the line with him, do you know, is he a deep stager? Is he a shallow stager? And same with Tony Schumacher. Do you know everybody pretty well by heart? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're out here every single weekend. We, we're at 24 events, you know, out of a season. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time together, and we do media days together. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I know exactly who I'm pulling up in the lane next to. And, um um, but, but that's what makes it cool because a lot of these guys that I compete against, I remember, you know, when I was driving in the sportsman division, I remember watching them and cheering them on. So it's pretty cool that they're in the lane next to me, especially if we turn a wind light on next to them. Well, you've told us on this very show before, Brittany, that one guy that's not <laughs> in the lanes, even right in front of you is your dad, <laughs> because <laughs> he's not allowed. He's not allowed in your, your tight circle, your focused <laughs> area. So how was dad after the wind today? You know, he got, you know, it, it was a tough week for, you know, my dad and his peak team. Um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't qualify, and they've had a rough start to the season. But I, I know that team, and, and they'll turn it around. This is just the beginning of the season. They have all season long to figure that car out before going into the countdown and, you know, going after a championship. So I'm not worried about that. I know they'll figure it out. But um, he kept his distance and uh, got a little emotional down there on the top end. He came down to see me with my mom and my sister, gave me a hug, and, you know, they're just proud and and uh, I'm so lucky to have their support all day long, constantly. Emotional again. It's I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I love seeing John Force get emotional because it's not <laughs> like his jubilant up at the top end. So to see him get emotional, it's uh, like, dude, yeah, you are like me. I know. It's, it's strange to see him speechless. And, <laughs> you know, a few times we've crossed that. But um, it, just because he's always on the go, nonstop, um, you know, talking – I mean, if you know anything about my dad, he just doesn't stop talking. He's just always out there, such a character. And um, it's funny when you see him speechless. Brittany Force, the stories won't go away. Please tell us that you will stay in Top Fuel next year. A lot of stories that you might get out of Top Fuel, maybe go to Funny Car, something else. But please tell us you're going to stay in Top Fuel where you got a championship last year. Yes, that is the plan. I love my dragster. I love Top Fuel. Um, and, and that's the plan. I mean, things could always change, but as of right now, I love this dragster, and that's what will be, um, you know, in the future. Clearly in Houston, the dragster loves you, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. All <laughs> right, Brittany Forrest, go get that team dinner. I know you guys have a team dinner after every race, which is amazing. Yes. Thank you very much for giving us a call, and, hey, we'll talk to you. Thank you. We will talk of to you course. again soon after another win.
Thank you so much. So cool, Brittany. What Statman, what she's been doing this this season last year. I mean, just how she came on completely turned her season around mid-season last year and ended up winning the title, then starting this year with a massive crash, and what, five races later, she's got a Wally. It's She is up and down, up and down, up and down, but constantly moving forward. It's amazing. I think it's, you've got to, I'm trying to say this as delicately as possible, She's an incredible driver, probably some DNA in there with 16 titles for her father, but she's got Alan Johnson in her corner. And that's like playing with uh, Pop Greg Popovich or uh, some other great coach in football. Uh, all of it matters, but having Alan Johnson in your corner means so much especially in top fuel. You know, that's what some people say about LeBron James. And I did not even realize this until right now, Statman. Your Cleveland Browns are playing my Indiana Pacers as we speak. And big boy LeBron, man, struggling. Yeah, well, you know, he's been to eight straight finals or eight, you know, seven straight finals, whatever it is. What do you what do you expect him to do? I I don't think they're going to beat Indiana this time around. It's going wow. to be very very tight, uh, and he just doesn't have he can't do it by himself. <clears throat> In the one game that they won, they got scored 103 points, and I think he got 46 of them. So you can't you can't score you can't win when one guy is scoring half your points. You and I was being a little facetious. That's so true because. Yeah, LeBron is struggling. No, he's not. The team is around him, but he's still, I don't want, okay, totally switching gears here because it's not motorsports, but hey, all good, still sports. I don't want his legacy, LeBron James's legacy, to be tarnished if the Cavs do lose this first round to Indianapolis because legacies are built on not just team accomplishments, but individual accomplishments. And I think LeBron James has shown his individual massive feats this series as much as any. And I think you're right, and I, you know, I agree with you. But I don't think his, if his legacy gets tarnished because he doesn't get out of the first round after going to seven or eight straight finals, then the people weren't cheering for him in the first place. I, I think that he's strong enough, and I, I think the only thing that would tarnish his legacy is if, after this season, if he does go out in the first round, he goes and goes to try to chase championships at Philadelphia or Houston or uh, San Diego or San Francisco, you know, I mean, he's, I just, I want him to stay in Cleveland. I do too, because yeah, you're right. The haters out there are just going to say, Oh, all he does is he just ups and moves and ups and moves, but (laughs) then give him something that he can play with. Right. In yeah. Cleveland. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're, I thought that this team was going to be strong enough, but I think they've they've filled it up with role players who are standing around waiting for him to do something. Uh, and without they've only got Kevin Love, who's used to carrying a team. So they've got to get some people that can uh, uh, get their own shots and uh, take over the game. You can't lean on uh, LeBron in his 15th year to do everything for you. It's not going to work. Speaking of legacies, 
Did you think that it was strange last night after Kyle Busch won the NASCAR race in Richmond that the crowd actually cheered? And then he, completely unlike his personality, went into the crowd for some victory high fives. Yeah, he's done that before. I don't. It's not something he does after every win, but he's done that before. And I think I think he's he's part of a crowd favorite. He's certainly not my favorite uh, for a host of reasons, uh, but he's he's good, and the crowd likes him. And maybe the crowd in Richmond likes him more than some of the other stops in the series. But he's gone into the crowd before. And more power to him if he's if he feels safe enough to go into the crowd and and to celebrate with the people. That's a thing that he did. Like uh, who was it that did the backflips? Um, Carl Edwards. Yeah, Carl Edwards. Yeah, uh, you know this, each driver does their own thing, and maybe his thing will become going into the crowd. And I think it matters more. Like Elio Castroneves climbed the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it matters more if he does it. Uh, only if he does it randomly. That way people don't expect it every oh, time. Not he like wins. every win because he does win a lot. Let's face it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I was going to ask you if maybe things were changing because of, I thought it was odd him celebrating with the fans and I thought it was odd that he was cheered. So because everything happens in threes, I thought, well, maybe it'll be odd if Statman begins liking him. You, <laughs> no, you that, begin liking Kyle Bush. There ain't that much odd in the world. <laughs> oh, Jillian, tweet that. There ain't that much odd in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'll I'll cheer for him if he smiles when I walk up to him at the track instead of rolling his eyes and walking away. How's that okay. for you? But yeah. I I'm telling you, I'm seeing some of those subtle minor changes in him. I don't know if it's being a father for a couple of years now or if there's something else that's just changed. But it to me, like we had him on our show last weekend, and he's not necessarily he, when he was younger. Oh yeah, he'd come on Speed Freaks all the time. Then he started getting pretty huge in the Cup side of things, and it was tough to get him on the show. He came on last week, no problem. And I just thought that was very interesting. I'm thinking something's changing, and I like it. Well, it, it, if it looks like there's not that much odd in the world, this you know he's got a. He's got to prove it to me, like I said. He, you know, when he stops rolling his eyes and walking away from me at the racetrack, then I'll, you know, not roll my eyes and walk away from him. It's you know, funny how that works. I mean, if I could roll my eyes as much as he can. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, we can I'm, all do I'm, some eye rolling. Yeah, I'm as I'm as arrogant as the next person. You know, I got enough arrogance for everybody. Well, care to expand on that? What? <laughs> no, I just, you know, I know I don't want to expand on that. I, but, you know, if he respects me, I'll respect him. That's one of my golden rules. All right. Lots of respect to go around this weekend with all the motorsports. We're going to recap as we start hour two of the Freak Nation, give a little recap of everything that went down and what didn't go down. In the next hour, I do want to get to Rob Gronkowski, of course, Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski, him getting completely donned in a Supercross uniform because, well, Supercross was in Boston this weekend. And I also want to talk about a guy that we met at Supercross many, many moons ago, Vern Troyer, who, as we all know now, he lost his life this weekend and was a huge motorhead. Vern Troyer 
it just I remember when we met him. Now we can get to this more in the next hour, but I remember when we met him at Anaheim. I believe it was Anaheim two, in about 2002, Supercross up in the Knothole Club, and I just remember we just sat there and talked racing for a very long time. It's it's just kind of cool. Sometimes you just don't know what people are really into, and then when you find out that they're into something that you're really into, it's just you're like whoa, whoa, how'd this happen? <laughs> so it's yeah. We might also have we're we're we've made some contact with Matt Hartford, so oh, yes. uh, yeah, we might also have him, the Matt Hartford fans. We made contact with him back in the Sport Compact days. Might have him coming up in the next hour too. That would be awesome. Yes, his first Wally today, NHRA Houston. He got it in pro stock. The guy is a mad talent. It's just so awesome to see him get his first Wally, and I think it's the first of many, many to come. Cool to hear that. Statman lining up Matt Hartford for us coming up in the second hour, along with Supercross's Justin Barsha and, yeah, Motorsports superfan Rodney Sandstorm. That's, yeah, you don't want to miss it. That's all next on Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. Just clap your hands. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. As an independent agent, People's Insurance Agency can tailor a program that fits any situation. We offer all sorts of insurance programs, including hard-to-place risks, such as farms and ranches, hunting guides, and outfitters. We will provide you solid coverage, personal service, and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. Hey guys, Scott Turney, the old G3 Sportsman here to tell you how proud we are here at G3 Boats to be the official boat sponsor of Outdoor Guys Radio Show. Ken will be highlighting and talking to our G3 certified guys for the best fishing tips and where they're biting across the country. We also want you to be aware of our military appreciation $1,000 discount off all our packaged G3 boats in addition to any of the boat show rebates. Check us out at G3Boats.com and come join the G3 Live. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 
$1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freaks. Coming up, freaks. Welcome to Hour 2 of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, and welcome to the last two minutes going on right now. Pacers Cavs in Indianapolis, of course, and Kyle Korver. Somebody finally got the cobwebs out of his head. He's showing up large. 16 points that and just hit a three to make the score 99-95 Cavs up. This is yeah, this is going off. And we are doing a motorsports show. And those are our teams. I'm Crash Gladys. On the other side is Statman Carruthers. Statman's a Cleveland fan. I'm an Indianapolis girl, and this is hard. Let's just be honest. Hard to talk a motorsports show right now when our two teams are playing, and it's it's unpredictable play, too. Statman, you there. And then that happens. So hey. Yeah, no, wait a minute. This, <laughs> the Statman is here. The Statman is buried in the Cavaliers' I, effort I here. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Cavaliers, I, I told a friend of mine uh, about a week, about 10 days ago, that game five is going to be the – the main game that uh, you're either going to be up uh, three to two or down three to two, and that's going to decide the series. So the next game, and it's going to be in Cleveland, is going to be the the key game in this thing. If Cleveland wins tonight, uh, that'll tie up the series, and then they'll go back to Cleveland, and the game five will decide it all. I think. Hmm. This is just fortunately. I like this. I mean, of course, I'm an Indianapolis fan, Pacers fan, Colts fan, whatever. I like this because it gives, and we've had a lot of this actually this year, it gives excitement to the round one of the playoffs, which is not typical. Now, oh, no, it's not typical, especially for LeBron. He's gone several years yeah. not losing a game in the first round. So it's important for him to win. And like we talked about in the last hour, uh, I don't know, you know, the haters are going to say he's already in trouble. His legacy is already soiled. But I think, uh, you know, he, he's he's going to be fine. I think the real story in this series is Oladipo. And he was cast off out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now he's become a pretty serious ball player. And I'm, he's not carrying Indiana, but he's certainly an important part of the Indiana Pacers uh, effort. And, of course, an Indiana Hoosier. Mm, yep, I'm happy. Speaking of soiled, though, we did have IndyCar Mr. Peabody, James Hinchcliffe, in <laughs> on the first hour. Yes, he made a – well, he just – he let the world know what happened today during the rain delay 
in the IndyCar race in Alabama. By the way, that race was rain postponed. You can catch it, at least the rest of it, the final 75 minutes tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 Central on NBC Sports. So, yes, if you missed last hour, you missed IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe and you missed NHRA top fueler winner today from Houston, Brittany Force. Check it out. All interviews are archived on speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour... In about just six minutes, we've got Justin Barsha, Supercrosser Justin Barsha. I believe he finished ninth last night doing some stuff. He's just listen to his story. You, If you're not a fan yet, I mean, he's got a great personality, number one. But number two, if you're not a fan yet, get to know his story and become a big fan. Justin Barsha, Supercross, joining us in just about six or seven minutes. Also, Statman saying pro stock winner from Houston. Matt Hartford is going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. That's badass. Most of us know him from Sport Compact days, jeez, 15 years ago now. But this guy's good. He just got his first Wally, and it's going to be the first of many. We're going to be talking to him and racing's super fan, Rodney Sandstorm. All right, I'll, I'll just tell you the truth of what what Rodney Sandstorm, who Rodney Sandstorm is, and no, no, what no, don't do that. No, yet. don't let don't let okay. that out of the bag. Okay. Rodney Sandstorm is Rodney Sandstorm. Come on, Rodney. You could, he's got his own. He's got he's got his own social media presence. So go look him up. Wait, seriously? He's got his own Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it was it's got uh, I, yeah Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Okay, those are my two new follows tonight. John Rodney Sandstorm, the racing super fan. Yes, he will wrap up this hour. And if you think that's odd, just listen. You you, you will enjoy it massively. But yes, IndyCar rained out today postponed to tomorrow nascar he, he's something weird i always know supercrosses on saturday nights that's just kind of burned in our brains i missed nascar richmond last night because it just didn't even register to me that richmond at least in the first race of the season is at night i mean i know that the end of the season richmond is a night race but i i just i botched it this weekend didn't even get to see it stat you i'm, I'm in the same place I, you know, I'm set planning out my Sunday, and all of a sudden, I realize, hey, I missed the game. Yeah, I missed that, that was the, exactly uh, missed the race. We'll get a little bit into that NASCAR race from last night, but yeah, oops, shame on us. It's kind of our job, but hey, we're human, right? Oh yeah, and then cocktails. <laughs> Speed freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Welcome to all you affiliates joining us now. You're part of the Hour 2 of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And coming up, we've got news and notes. Again, James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver, Mr. Peabody. Yes, he joined us first hour. Brittany Force, NHRA winner from Houston. Top Fueler, she joined us in the first hour. If you missed those interviews, catch them on the website, speedfreaks.tv. Everything is always archived there. Coming up this hour, though, it's loaded. Three interviews. We've got Pro Stock winner from Houston, Matt Hartford calling. Coming up in just a few minutes, Supercross. Supercross rider, Justin Barsha. And to close out the show, racing's superfan, Rodney Sandstorm. This segment is brought to you by Lucas Oil. From sports cars to bass boats, you already know this. Even to motorcycles, Lucas Oil has the lube for what you do. Go to lucasoil.com. Let's get to some news and notes, and let's start off with NASCAR. And he did it. Yes, he did it. He was upset when Kevin Harvick won three in a row earlier in the season, but now Kyle Busch is in that very same frame of mind. He won Saturday night in Richmond, and he did so from the 32nd starting position. That's the deepest in the field ever 
for a winner in Richmond. Christopher Bell took the Xfinity race win in Richmond. Supercross also last night. Jason Anderson, he's still on top of the points in the 450 Big Boy Series. But, man, Marvin Muskin is making every move he can to catch up to El Hombre, including taking the win in Boston last night. Zach Osborne, your winner in the 250 Lights. It was Mother Nature who won in Alabama today where IndyCar was set to race, and they were set to race, and they did race, but only for 23 laps. That's what's official in the books. 75 minutes will be what you can catch tomorrow, Monday, NBC Sports, noon Eastern time, 11 Central. Charlie Kimball is the only official car out of the race. Indy Lights did get off this weekend, twice in fact. Pato Award winning both for Andretti Autosport. And we've talked about it, and we're going to have two of the winners in this entire show. NHRA Racing in Houston, Brittany Force. We just heard from her last hour. She won in Top Fuel, J.R. Todd in Funny Car. And coming up in about 20 minutes, Matt Hartford in Pro Stock, his first Wally ever. Apparently, he just landed, and we're going to get him, hopefully, maybe fresh at home and finding out where that Wally will specifically go, what mantle, what shelf. Good stuff. But next, Supercross's Justin Barsha. Good story. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not giving it away, so just listen. Good personality as well. Justin Barsha. And wait, what? Where's his wife? Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, that's next. Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
grab it, and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I got this feeling inside my bones. Welcome back to Speed Freaks. Justin Barsha on the line going to join us in just about a minute or so. And, yeah, you play this song. I got that feeling. Got that sunshine in my pocket. This guy, Justin Barsha, that's that's his story right now. He had a rough go of many years leading into last season. And then last season was up and down as well. It's just, I know that's just sports. That's just your job. But his rough go is a little more trying than some stories you may or may not hear. Listen, we caught up with Justin Barsha on Thursday of this week. You're going to hear Kenny's voice back in this interview because it was all of us joining in to find out about well, Justin, your redemption story, it was 2018 has been a redemption year, but well, until you broke your hand in Dallas, but are you in a good spot now? Finally. Uh, I was in a really good spot and then I went and hurt myself, but I'm back to racing again. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost in that good spot again. You know, I had a, a good first race back last weekend in Minneapolis. I uh, ended up fifth overall. I obviously want a lot more out of myself, but uh, you know, I'll take that for the, for the first one. So yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a, in a comfortable spot for sure. Even off the track. Yeah, it's a little difficult right now because um, my fiance, she's been in England for a few months and I haven't seen her because her, uh, her visa's processing, so the government's kind of not oh, killing it. Man. But, <laughs> yeah, oh. but besides for that, yeah, life's good, you know, we're, uh, we're doing all right. Well, one thing, Justin Barsha, that I find very intriguing about your story, whether it's from Jacksonville to this time this year or Vegas and the Monster Energy Cup to now or just this year in general – a turnaround is a turnaround, and it's just amazing to me what you have done. Partially, if I read correctly, partially credited to Ben Bostrom. Ben's a friend of the Freak Nation. We love the Bostrom family, and I really like what he has helped you with. Can you explain? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you know I was in a tough spot, and uh, you know I was just you know had a connection uh, with Ben through a friend, and uh, got to you know hanging out with him and you know working with him a bit, and he's. Uh, yeah, he's helped me a lot with my training and fitness and, you know, diet and stuff like that. And it has, it has paid off a lot. And it's, uh, you know, made me a, you know, stronger, stronger racer for sure. Well, and it's also, it's also nice, you know, cause Ben is uh, very smart, you know, he's raced uh, a long time. It's good to have someone like that, you know, as a, you know, someone that could help you. 
Justin Barsha, motocross, supercross riders have been considered some of the most fit athletes in all of sports. But you're talking about overtraining. What kind of overtraining path did Ben lead you, and what did you do differently? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, I was like, why? I was wondering why the results weren't coming in. You always want to, you know, blame it on something. And I was just like, I was just kept training harder and harder and harder and like no rest whatsoever. And I kind of just dug myself a a big hole kind of. So, you know, it was, it was, it was learning for sure. You know, it's sometimes you got to take a step back and with Ben, I was able to do that. And he's like, you know, that's like too much or he never said it was like anything stupid or anything like that. It's just super. It's great to talk to someone like that because they don't like, you know, tell you you're stupid or anything like that. He's kind of got, <laughs> you know, there's people out there like you're stupid, you know, like those kind of people. And you don't really want to be around those kind of people. So it was nice when, you know, Ben kind of guided me on, on the right track. And, you know, I was definitely uh, doing too much for sure. Justin Barsha made his return in Minneapolis last weekend. Let's talk about that. Your return. I mean, it is absolutely incredible because you podiumed with a return. That's amazing. Yeah, I ended up third in the first race, which was, you know, pretty pretty good. I was happy with it. It was super, you know, the Triple Crown, for me, I thought, you know, maybe this will be easier uh, first race back. But actually now after it, I was like, that was really, really hard. Like, that was, that was way more uh, work than I thought it was going to be. But, like, it was, uh, you know, the intensity going from not racing to back to racing was like a big, big change. So I'm glad I got that one out of the way last weekend. And then, you know, I can go into Boston just, uh, you know, a step ahead of myself. But I'm, I'm happy the way it went. You know, it was, uh, it's a good starting point. Obviously, I always want to win or be on the podium. But, you know, it was a good starting point. And uh, just keep moving forward these last couple of races. So, Justin, we could almost answer my next question. What kind of different training is required for a Triple Crown night versus a regular Supercross night? coming back i was like all right this is going to suit my style shorter races but realistically the races aren't that short like you know it was it was three pretty long races and it was the intensity even if the race is short the intensity is going to be higher because you know you you have a shorter amount of time and you push harder because you want to be you know up front so all in all i think uh you know the triple crown versus the normal normal schedule like coming up um this weekend i think the you know the triple crown is a, a lot more work for sure. Justin Barsha, back on a bike, and he did it last weekend in Minneapolis, joining the Freaks. And Justin, back in the day, okay, five years ago, the wild child Barsha. <laughs> <laughs> back in the uh, there, day. There was, and, and this, this sounds strange to me, because when you made that 450 debut, there was so much riding on the success. You had it. I mean, you had everything. And look at what's transpired over the last five years. Have you been able to put all those valleys behind you and realize every day's a new day that I still have the chops to be a big boy supercross champion? Well, I definitely had, uh, had to learn that for sure. I would say, you know, the last, you know, when I left Honda and went to, you know, the JGR team, it was like, I was on, you know, top of my game and ready to do stuff. And then, you know, I had quite a few years where I was kind of beat down and, you know, that's when I was like, not sure what I was going to do and did the privateer thing and then got back to this whole, you know, factory Yamaha team. So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of almost grateful for those tough years because it's put me on the right track now and I believe in myself again. And I know I, I know I can, I know I can win, you know, I haven't had a win this year in Supercross, but you know, I was 
itching at the bit when I right before I got hurt. So I feel like I'm in a you know super good place mentally. And uh, you know, like I said, even last weekend with the comeback, you know, I you know it's really hard you know be out out for seven weeks and then come back and just jump right in and be in a pretty good place. So that was cool to see. I feel like I'm in a you know a really good place. Justin Barsha, can you forget how to win? Um, I don't think you forget how to win, but it's uh, it's a lot of mental. Like you can get beat down for sure. So you, it's more about believing yourself. You don't forget. You just uh, if you don't if you don't believe in yourself, that's when it gets tough. And I've been in that position before, but you know I I've dug myself out of that, and now I you know I believe. And when you believe, you can do uh, anything you set your mind to. Would you rather break your right ankle or your left wrist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done pretty much yeah. both, so um, I think I'd take a hand over an ankle <laughs> or a wrist. <laughs> well, buddy, I think it's badass what you're doing. Keep your head straight because it certainly looks like you're, you're back on that bike with a vengeance, man. Good luck to you moving forward, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm really uh, you know, grateful for the opportunities that have came this year with the whole Factory Online team and all the sponsors I've had that stuck behind me, and uh, we're only going up from here sweetness let's just get your fiance back over here come on england do us a solid i know well it's america it's not even england oh. Trump, trump's got the government backed up right now <laughs> back, backed up like four months it's crazy justin barsha we got a wedding to plan super, come on super, super cost badass joining the freaks thank you justin thank you so much i appreciate it see you buddy see you cool. <laughs> it's what the uh weekly trump reference in the speed freaks pits yeah, well, let's let's moving right along. Yeah, other right. News. However, I will say, even though there is a backup, it was cool to see on Instagram this week that IndyCar slash sports car driver Ryan Briscoe was he got his dual citizenship just this week. So congrats to Ryan oh, Briscoe. Cool. Hopefully, yeah. better luck for Justin Barsha's future wife. Yeah, that's let's. There's nothing wrong with keep keeping your wife close by, <laughs> or future wife close by. Right. Yeah. Coming up next, let's do some more drag racing on this show. Matt Hartford. Yes, Matt Hartford, his first ever Wally in the pro stock class. He is going to join us. Oof, just massive story. Statman and I are stoked to get him on our airwaves again. Matt Hartford, that's next. Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. I scattered about this a year ago, and this week it appears to be a reality. Global Rallycross Championship has canceled its 2018 season for now. A cloud of uncertainty has fallen over GRC. A lengthy, well-reported piece in Zlotnik this week laid out a long thread of lawsuits and emails involving GRC and competing teams and sponsors. Go read it if you care about Rallycross in North America. Stepping into the vacuum will be the America's Rallycross Championship organized by IMG, the same people who run the World Championship. The America's Series will comprise four events in 2018. The first will be at Silverstone in May. There'll be another at Three Rivers in Canada the first weekend in August. And there'll be an event at Coda the last weekend in September. The fourth event will be announced. As for GRC, well, you can expect the lawyers to step in as stewards for now. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. 
So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text LIKE to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text LIKE to 42424. That's L-I-K-E to 42424. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 If you're one of the millions of Americans who can't work because of a serious injury or illness, you may be eligible for disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right. It doesn't matter if you've applied before and the government has said no. Let the experienced attorneys at Bill Gordon & Associates help you get the Social Security disability you deserve. Their team of attorneys have been fighting for benefits for people just like you for over 20 years. And best of all, there's no fee until you receive your benefits. There are many conditions that make you eligible, including some you may not even be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Bill Gordon & Associates today for your free no obligation consultation see if you qualify for the social security benefits you need and deserve 800-443-4996 800-443-4996 that's 800-443-4996 you're listening to speed freaks motorsports radio redefined Hartford, you're, you just won your first Wally in pro stock. Some may say, what has taken so long? Because you are so freaking talented. But bottom line, you're even quoting yourself today saying that the driving is not why you won. Explain. Matt Hartford, you're on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Matt Hartford. You were saying today, congratulations, by the way, on your first pro stock win. You were saying today that your driving is not necessarily why you guys won today. But please explain, because... You are known as being a mad, mad talent. Yeah, no, normally, normally in the past, I've been pretty good on the tree, and 
And today, I uh, I definitely struggled all day. My my lights were definitely not stellar. I mean, I beat McGay in the first round. We I left on him first, and we outran him. However, for the next three rounds, uh, it was my team and the car and the power around us that uh, that got us through. Matt Hartford, the NHRA Pro Stock winner in from Houston. Matt, first of all, congratulations, partner. We've known each yes. other for a long time. And remember when people were beating you in the first round, and now you're beating them. That's world-class cool. But you said after the event that your wife promised you the win because she didn't. She said it was too hot and humid in Houston to show up. Is that is that true? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I, she 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 actually had a lot of other commitments this weekend, but she had joked around. She says, "I'm not going to Houston. It's always hot and humid and miserable down there," which is normally true. And while we're in sweatshirts, I was texting her and calling her over the weekend as we're freezing. And uh, but she said, "She says I'm going to be I'm going to be so happy and so angry at the same time because I know you're going to win. Your first win's going to be, and I'm not there." So that's actually how it worked out. And, and guess what? I, I was really happy about it. But uh, she's going to be there for the next many many wins. Now tell us some more about this ride this year. You were scheduled to sit out, and but somebody <laughs> called you at the last minute and put you in a car. Yeah, Richard Freeman called me uh, called me a, a week before Pomona, and he said, "What are you doing this year?" I said, "Man, I'm not going to race. I'm just, you know, just, everything's going. I think I'm just going to, you know, sit out for a while. I might come run a couple races throughout the year, but I, I, but I'm not racing." He says, "No, no, no. That's that's not going to work for us. You need to be out here racing. We need you out here in the class." You've got everything you need. What, what do I need to do? And I said, well, I, I just need, I need power. I need competitive power, not something that's going to run at the back of the pack. And he says, I will make sure that your engine is as good as anything I put in any of my other four cars. And I said, okay, well, let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll go to, uh, I'll come down to the test session and see what you have. And so I went to the test session before Pomona, and Nobile, Vincent Nobile, ran, ran pretty much low for every session. And he took the engine out of Nobile's car and said, go get your truck, put this in your truck and take it home. You better be in Phoenix with it. So he gave me an engine that we had just watched outrun pretty much everybody in testing. We put it in our car and we were fast in Phoenix. And we, we, didn't, we didn't necessarily go around in Phoenix. We made a couple bad calls. But, uh, he, 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 uh, you know, he gave us that momentum that we needed, which is horsepower. And all drivers want more power, Matt Hartford. You've been asking for that for all the 15 years we've known you. But you turned around the, the tables on the hometown girl, Eric Enders. You probably well, were, you were probably booed pretty hard after that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we knew going up there, we knew that uh, she's as good on the Christmas tree as any driver out there. Not saying that Jackie isn't good or Tanner isn't good, but I'll tell you what, Eric has, has had my number. I, I'd lost to her seven or eight times in a row, and, oh, wow. and I knew the only way, and our crew chief, Eddie Granacci, knew the only way we could beat her was to simply outrun her. So we went up there. We weren't scared. She left on me for sure, and we drove around her at the top end, and I don't think it was about two or three inches is the margin of victory. Hence pro stock. It's just, it is arguably the most competitive form of motorsports anywhere and matt hartford you talk about wanting more power but with pro stock it's a it's a power slash finesse i mean it's it's not like it's top field where you just blow things you know blow things crazy even though there's some finesse there as well because you got to keep it on the track but you guys are so tight like you just said you beat erica enders by just inches if even centimeters how is this possible in this class well it, it, the, the funny part is is, is is we look at erica as as a team car 
And just as we look at Jed Coughlin and Vincent Nobile and Alex Lawson, we're all it's basically five team cars. I promise you the setup in our car and the setup in Erica's car is on opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Yet in the in the first round we both ran the exact ET and the exact speed down to the thousands. So it, it's just there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, and I think it's good because we have five independent teams out there working in unison, and so we can trade data back and forth, and it's only going to make this group better. And, and I think you're going to see the elite-powered cars rising to the top throughout this year. It's uh, not, not saying, taking anything away from KB or Grays or McGehee because they all have fast cars, but we have five cars working in unison, and, and if we can continue the momentum, I feel confident that there's going to be a lot of round wins for all of us. Matt Hartford, Pro Stock winner from Houston, joins us here on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Miss the beginning of the interview? You can check everything out on speedfreaks.tv come tomorrow. You talk about sharing data, and, yeah, that's amazing, within a five, basically five cars operating individually but together at the same time. However, do things change when it comes to the playoffs? Say that again? Do things change slightly when it comes to your countdown? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, th- th- there's a – we all we're all out there to win as an individual team for sure, but the, the thing you have to look at is like I said, when there is five cars, all that data that's coming in, we all see each other's runs, we all understand what each other's doing, we all necessarily don't agree with the, what each other's doing, but we're all so close, and 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 that's what makes it so much fun. And when when you have to run Jag or you have to run Erica, it's uh, it, normally it's going to be who's the better driver, and and. It, they were both really good today, and, and we simply uh, we simply had a better race car today. All right, Matt Hartford, winner in the NHRA Pro Stock in Houston, Baytown. Baytown. Yeah, I'd like to say Hot that. Hot and humid Baytown. and cold. Yeah, right. Please tell me that this is not a fluke thing, that you're going to be winning some more. We've been beating the drum a long time for Matt Hartford. Tell us we could add some uh, – uh, keyboards and horns to this, uh, those drums too. Well, that, that, that's our uh, that's our plan for sure. We uh, we we definitely were not going to Charlotte. We were not coming to Houston. We were not going to Charlotte after Vegas. Our next race was Topeka. Well, we came to Houston. We won Houston. And the very first thing, Richard Freeman and all the elite guys came over to us and said, "Congratulations, said you're coming to Charlotte, right?" And I said, "No." He said, "No, no, no. You don't understand. You guys are coming to Charlotte." You just won this race. You're not sitting out the next race. So I said, go out and talk to all my guys because we all, we all have jobs. We all have day jobs. None of us do this for a living. This is just a part-time deal for us. And he walked out there, and, and Chris Ingleson from CIP1, he's my partner on this car, he, he spoke up and said, no, we're going to Charlotte. So I, I heard that while I was inside the trailer. So that's how now we're going to Charlotte, and then uh, <laughs> it's, an, it's another four-wide event. So our goal is to go there and try to qualify better than what we did in Houston and try to put some round wins up and, and just go one round at a time. One round at a time. Sometimes, Matt Hartford, easier said than done. But here's the deal. You guys in motorsports, you're all, you're all superstitious. I know everybody has a little bit of something. Is your wife going to be able to come to any races? Because she could be that link, that 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 clear good mojo. When she's not there, you win. No, no, no. She's been there when we win. She, she, not not in pro stock, but she's been around a lot of that. So good. It's uh, she, she's coming. Don't you worry. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's one of them deals. I'm not superstitious that way at all. She told me she told me she knew we were going to win. 
Um, actually, one of, one of Shane Gray's guys walked over to me this morning. He said, today's your day. I feel it. Dude. And, and, and it's, it's, so there was a lot of people around us. And, and let me give you a little interesting statistic here. Our car number is 666. A lot of people have an issue with that. It, there's nothing to it. It's a number. It's a basic number. It's got a 666 and a Racers for Christ decal side by side. You know, there's no, no more, no less. I know what you're going to say. But, I know where you're but, going. I can't, this is awesome. 666 beat car number six. And I became the 66th yep. first-time winner in pro stock. And if you wow. take the qualifying positions, which is 11 and 13, and you add 1, 1, 1, and 3, it's 6. Oh, my God. Dude, what is up with the number 6 in you? But you're well, not I superstitious, am, one, one right? One of the guys texted me tonight because he, he, he figured it out really quick. He said, I need to go to Vegas and put everything I got on roulette and put it on 6. <laughs> yeah, Statman, say that again. You're not superstitious, though, right? With all of these sixes and threes and all these numbers, you're not superstitious. Oh, hell no. I don't care what the number is on the car. I'll, I, I, I said it to my crew chief, Eddie Granacci, today. I said, listen, I don't even want to talk about numbers today. The only thing we're looking for is wind lights in our lane. These numbers mean nothing on anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how quick we run, how fast we run, what reaction times are. We simply have to get to the finish line first. The numbers mean something in qualifying. They mean nothing on race day. This guy did just that. I'm so glad we got you to call in for on tonight's show on Speed Freaks. Matt Hartford, your pro stock winner from Houston. Thank you so much. Go freaking celebrate, okay? Uh, we're sitting here right now, and we're, we're, we're having some dinner at the, at the hotel. We, uh, a couple of my crew guys actually had to change their flights because they booked, they booked flights for tonight. You know, they're going to have a little bit better. Uh, they're going to make a little bit better choices coming into the next few races, I guarantee it. So, but the rest of us all have 5 a.m. flights. We're going to sit here and have a few cocktails and, uh, and savor the moment. Enjoy those cocktails. We've got five seconds to break. Matt Harford, congrats. More with uh, super, super fan Rodney Sandstorm next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. 
The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Squad. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sunday night with the Speed Freaks. Yep, that's us. I'm Crash Gladys. He is Statman. Yep, and he's the one bobbing his head right about now. (laughs) Right? You got that right. That made me sit up in the chair. Yeah, I was. Te- Alex I was, is smiling. <laughs> yeah, I was texting with uh, Matt, and uh, that's a cool guy. We've known yep. him for what fifteen years, sixteen years. I'm glad he's finally in the win column. Why do you think it took so long? I mean, he won a lot in sport compacts, but why do you think it took so long in pro stock for him? Pro stock is close, and just like he said. He got the power this year, so he's already been, I think, in one final round earlier, and now he won, and he's with some of the great teams. So he's going to he's going to be a factor now. Pro stock is so, so, so close, mm-hmm. and if you don't have the power, you're not going to be there. But, but it's more than power because reaction times are almost more crucial there than they are in the other forms of, of drag racing. And... I don't know. There's just, it is uber competitive, but everybody there has such good talent as well. So I guess it it just, once you break through, maybe it's a momentum thing, but I don't know. I just, I thought Matt Hartford would have had a pro stock Wally before now. Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, remember back years ago, we thought Scotty Cannon was going to be winning in funny car. And if you don't have the right mentality, if you don't have the right crew, if you don't have the right power, uh, you're not going to win. It's in a drag racing is so, so close just because you win in one category. doesn't mean you're going to win in another. Yeah. Valid point. All right. Stat man. We've been teasing. Wow. Yeah. That's a name we haven't heard in a while. I wonder what he's doing. I don't know. He's not on, at least not that I'm aware, not on social media. Otherwise we would know where Scotty Cannon is. I remember Scotty Cannon twice, I believe, at the Big Go, NHRA in Indianapolis, which is always on Labor Day weekend in September. 
twice riding his motorcycle from the track to our Indianapolis studio to do Sunday night interviews. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd be living under the bridge right now. I would have bet if I was a gambler. I would have bet my house everything that he was going to win a championship because he controlled Pro Mod uh, for so long. And when he went into Funny Car, I thought it would be a natural transition. But it wasn't. He, I think he won one or two events, but he never won a championship. And I would have, I would have gone against the wall betting that he would have won a championship. Kind of similar to what we're talking about with Matt Hartford, winning championships and just being such an engineering mind and being so good at driving in sports compact and then thinking that he could translate it over to pro stock, but it took so long. Yeah, remember how stupid we were thinking that uh, Sport Compact was going to replace Pro Stock? Remember all those conversations? We I hate to admit that, but we said it on the air, so we have to go out on that limb. No, without question. But let's think about that. That's when Pro Stock was still with carburetors. I mean, Sport Compact racing made sense to people. It was the actual cars, for the most part, that you were driving on the road, whereas Pro Stock, not so much. I mean, Pro Stock is closer now, but not much. But Sport Compact just related to people. So, yes, I really did think that was the future. Yeah, and I did, too. I was I was right there with you. We got to uh, talk about Rodney Sandstorm. Well, speaking he, of the future, who is this future. guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's the he's a, the big fan, and he came out of the woodwork. Just he emerged out of the ether at Daytona with uh, Jeff Gordon. He was a big Jeff Gordon fan. And Gordon looked at him and, you know, kind of stepped back a minute, like, who is this guy? Now he's such a big NASCAR uh, name in NASCAR that NASCAR has invited him to Talladega to be a part of the race there next weekend. So basically this interview, you did this at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Obviously there we had sports cars, we had IndyCar, we had Indy Lights, I believe. So were you interviewing a sports car driver? Were you interviewing like one of the Taylor brothers, like maybe, I don't know, Jordan Taylor, and then the Sandstorm guy came up? I mean, how did this go about? No, it happened quite the other way. We were talking oh. to Sandstorm, and and Taylor came up. You got to listen. It's a, an incredible interview with a super fan of motorsports. All right. I guess, hey, here it is, Statman and Sandstorm. Rodney Sandstorm, welcome to the Freak Nation. I haven't talked to you yet. This is your first visit. This is my debut. Yeah, thank you. You you, you drive for Konica Minolta also, or you, I thought you were a big NASCAR person. I am. I'm a big fan of you know Jeff Gordon NASCAR, but also dabbling in the sports car scene now. And you know Wayne Taylor Racing has won three three weekends in a row here at Long Beach, so had to come and support them. Tell me about this Rodney Sandstorm brand. You're growing and doing uh, all sorts of things. Uh, uh, Ricky Taylor, are you a fan of his also? And Jordan Taylor, are you a fan of them? I'm a fan of Jordan and his dog. Uh, I used to be a fan of Ricky until he moved over to Team Penske. Uh, so he's kind of... Now he's the enemy. He's dead to me. Um, but, uh, no, Rodney's doing well. He's going to be out at Talladega Super Speedway for the NASCAR event. Uh, his brand is definitely growing a bit. Um, he's got his own Instagram account now. Uh, so, yeah, things are going well for him. Him? I thought you were him. Now you're talking about yourself in the third person. Uh, yeah. Rodney does that. Rodney does that. Rodney Sandstorm <laughs> in the Freak Nation at, at a sports car race and an Indy car race. You're not traveling the circuit with NASCAR? 
I mean, they're so busy these days. I mean, it's hard to get into the paddock, in the garage, at least in the sports car event. You know, I can walk up to the driver, say hello to him, take a selfie or two, do some interviews of my own. Uh, NASCAR events are tough to get right up to the driver. So I think Talladega will be a fun one. It's a, it's a good crowd. I think I'll fit in very well with that crowd uh, with my nice leather jacket. Hopefully the weather's nice. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Tell me the difference between the NASCAR crowd and the IndyCar crowd or the sports car crowd is two different people. Is Rodney Sandstorm, do you fit in with them also? I think Rodney fits in with most crowds. I think, you know, the NASCAR weekend has more beer intake, uh, alcohol intake. So I think Rodney will fit in very well at Talladega. Rodney can handle the, the beer. He likes a beer, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, coming to a sports car event, I mean, it's the same thing. People just love to have a good time. Ronnie's a family man, and that's more of a sports car scene and, you know, IndyCar as well. So Ronnie's just a fan of motorsport. All right. Now, let's. we got uh, Jordan Taylor standing here. Let's talk to Jordan Taylor. <laughs> Excuse me, Rodney. Jordan, where does this stuff come from? You guys are all over the map. Are you making videos with Rodney also? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's been fun, Rodney. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I know. i got to change my whole character. Um, no, I mean, it started out as just as a fun thing, you know, trying to prank Jeff Gordon as a super fan, and then people loved it. So, I mean, I was walking in today, and people are shouting Rodney. People know more about Rodney than they do about me, so uh, it's fun. And I, as soon as I sort of started that uh, his own Instagram account, I can kind of make him his own person now and uh, not dabble in, in, in my racing as well. How'd you come up with the name Rodney Sandstorm? I think it was just a random name I came up with. I think it started out as... How much stuff do you have bumping around in your head? Dude? I've had a bunch of different ones. Uh, I did actually come up with a new one coming up. But, uh, no, Rodney, I, I think he started out as a... Uh, he was living at my house as a, as a neighbor, and he was a ex-palm tree competition climber, and he slid down the tree. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> competition palm tree climbing yeah so he would climb up as fast as possible and come down as fast as possible and then when he was coming down once he uh he slipped and he uh ripped off all the skin on the inside of his legs so he had plastic surgery on the inside of his legs and became an underwear model um but now he's just a, a nascar super fan <laughs> you scare me dude when you're out driving at 200 miles an hour at daytona for example on the banking at daytona does rodney sandstorm pop into your head not a, maybe under yellow, not not under green flag. <laughs> you don't allow him. I had a driver once tell me that a song, uh, a uh, Captain and Tennille song got in his head, and he couldn't get it out, and he had to come into the pits to break the concentration. <laughs> Does Rodney Sandstorm ever invade your mindset like that? I don't think. I don't think during. I definitely had songs stuck in my head while driving. Like what? Jordan Taylor. Tell me the song that would stick in your head. Like, Don't Stop Believing, mostly 80s songs, 70s or 80s. Those are the ones that get stuck in my head. Don't Stop Believing, that's got a yeah. pretty good, you, you find yourself driving to the beat? Yeah, especially if we're like second or third and I think we can win. I'm like, Don't Stop Believing, you know, we can still get there. Or <laughs> something like that. Was it in your head when your brother knocked Albuquerque yeah. off the track? Was that in your head? I was singing it to him on the radio. I think that, that's what got him motivated. <laughs> Jordan Taylor. All right, one question about Long Beach. This will be after Long Beach when this airs. Three times in a row, what is it about the streets? You just like boxing and, and getting out there, and you've already you've already done this is a whole time. Follow me here because yep. I got as many things going on in my head as you have in yours. 
you've already done more laps on the season than you will the rest of the season. When you come to Long Beach, you get your mind in a different place. That feels pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, you don't have to overthink strategy or anything when you come here. Uh, it's just one, just pit, one to the pit floor. Stop. Yeah, one pit stop and you're flat out the whole time. So, as a driver, it makes it easy. You're just trying to go forward the whole time. You're not thinking about fuel saving or you know taking it easy through traffic. It's all about you know taking a little bit more risk than those endurance races. And I think in years past, our team's done a great job with that. Ricky's always in the past qualified well. I think Ranger's going to qualify very well for us this weekend. And then just it's all about maintaining that track position. All right, enough of that. Jordan Taylor, let's get back to uh, Rick. What is it? Rodney Rodney Sandstorm. Rodney Sandstorm, what's the next NASCAR event you're going to be at? I'll be at uh, Talladega Super Speedway uh, from Friday through Sunday. So if there's any Rodney fans out there, be sure to come by. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously. So there you go, Freak Nation. <laughs> Statman with... Yes, that was sports car champion Jordan Taylor, who has an alter ego, and he dresses up his alter ego and clearly takes his alter ego to NASCAR races. Racer Jordan Taylor, champion Jordan Taylor as Rodney Sandstorm. Dude, he does have a lot going on in that head, doesn't he? (laughs) It was so funny when I was talking to him, you could see his eyes were almost spinning trying to remember who he was and what he was saying. And when I said, this is crazy, he said, yeah, he is. Oh my gosh! Oh, I just wow. he's such a good well. Now that you've told me Rodney Sandstorm is on social, awesome. Jordan Taylor's an amazing follow himself. So yeah, we got to get on it. We got to get on it. Yeah, this they said this has been going on for about a year. When his PR guy saw me at the media luncheon, I didn't know anything about it, and he said, "Don't." I said, "Who is that?" And he said, "Oh, you got to come over and talk to him." So we started talking, and uh, Jordan was just. What's going on in that kid's mind is, is you know, studs. and I really had to laugh when I said, were you singing it when uh, uh, Ricky knocked Albuquerque? He said, yeah, I was singing it in his ear. <laughs> he said that's what motivated him. Yeah, My favorite right, part exactly. of that, that little interview there was talking, of course, about his brother. Well, Rodney Sandstorm talking about Jordan's brother, Ricky Taylor. And he goes, Ricky's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. They're, the Taylor guys are a lot of fun, and they'll do videos. They say they have some videos coming out as Rodney Sandstorm, but uh, I want to see. He said he's got another alter ego that's coming out. I want to see what that is. <laughs> if he can one? get, yeah, he's got all kind of stuff bumping around. He's like me, you know. You, got, you never know what's going <laughs> to spill out on the table. Well, speaking of not knowing what's going to spill out on the table, let's go ahead. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Let's get into some not much motorsports, baby. All right, I have one here for you. Uh, my answer is no. Here's the deal. A hamburger place in North Carolina is trying something for exotic meat month. It's Bull City Burger and Brewery. They're featuring burgers made with everything from alligator to iguana, python, bison, turtle, turtle, what? And insects. Yes, we've seen that before. But the special that has customers going absolutely buggy, haha, for $30, customers get a 100% North Carolina pasture-raised beef burger topped with Gruyere cheese, chili sauce, and an oven-roasted tarantula. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. 
<laughs> An if, oven roasted as opposed to deep fried, <laughs> sautéed, uh, or or boiled, or flambéed, or barbecued tarantula. Oven roasted. All right. oh, I swear I might puke just talking about this. Yeah, it is so popular. The restaurant only purchased 18 zebra tarantulas. Oh, my God. They purchased them to kill them and eat them. Who do I care? These are freaking tarantulas. Okay, so anyone wanting to chow down on one of these spider burgers has to win a tarantula raffle first. <laughs> spider burgers. There used there was a movie that had um, oh it had they were they were it was a dinner club that killed endangered species and ate it. Huh? Uh, it it was a movie called the freshman or something like that uh, it was years ago and it had uh, the the godfather um, come on uh, help me I'm, here I'm, I'm an no old, help on this I'm an old man I'm at the it had the the guy who played the godfather not Michael but uh, but Alex uh, says Marlon Brando Marlon Brando Boom, yeah, that, you, Alex, Alex. Do you remember do you remember the movie Oh, I've jumped in this pool when I have no business being there. I just know who Marlon Brando is. Stop swimming! All right, all right. I, I, I screwed it up. But that was their thing, was to get endangered species. And uh, what the what Brando did, people would pay ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for a dinner, and then he'd feed them chicken, and they would think they were eating oh. the, the iguana or the, you know some lizard, uh, monitor lizard or whatever. It was a funny movie. It was a good movie. Okay, so it's kind of sort of a spoof. All right, all right. I, I will. I may watch that then. All right, real quick. With the spider burger, if these people finish these tarantula burgers, they get a T-shirt to memorialize it all. Don't you think that's fair payoff? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I hope they take the poison out of the tarantula before they oh, God. cook it. Yeah. All right, 20 seconds. We had a bitch in show tonight. James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar driver. And, of course, catch the IndyCar race tomorrow. Yes, Monday, noon, Eastern. Brittany Forrest, NHRA Top Fuel winner. Matt Hartford, NHRA Pro Stock winner. Supercross's Justin Barsha. And sports cars Jordan Taylor as his alter ego, Rodney Sandstrom. Huge show. If you missed any of it, check it out. Speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose. Stop, man. Cut it loose. Bam! Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.